0: Hey, this is Pastor John Ryan Cantu from Numa Church in Houston, Texas. Thank you for listening to the message today. I hope that it blesses you and all those that you share it with. God bless you. Uh, uh, This morning, uh, I'm not going to be bringing the word. I'm going to be taking a a, a break. Uh, Pastor Damaris, she's going to be bringing a word. I know that God has been speaking to her. So come up and, and do what you do. Amen. God bless you this morning. How are you guys doing? I am happy to be here. Man, some worship, right? <laughs> it just keeps getting better and better. Um, first of all, thank you, Pastor, for giving me the opportunity to bring the word this morning. I know that he loves bringing the word, so we all enjoy it, but I want to thank him for that. Uh, it has been an interesting last couple of weeks. Uh The spirit of the Lord is just doing something in this house. Um, Every week we have new conversions. Um, Every week we have new faces that we've never seen. And every week, at least I find myself going home excited for the following week. Because I'm anxious to see what God is going to do next week. Because I know next week's just going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. So I'm excited. We know that God is doing something. Um, But... In the in the midst of my happiness and my uh, gratefulness to God, my spirit has been uneasy for a couple of weeks. I have felt that there has been a new demonic wave released into the world, not only to the world, but to those who have decided to follow Jesus, or for the prodigals that are coming back home, and. It's been very thick in my spirit. Um, It's been released to the world in general, but to those who have decided that it all ends with you. To those of you who are birthing something new that will break generational curses. Those of you who are birthing something that will forever impact not only your life, but the life of the generations to come. Talking to a couple of people, I realized that I am not the only one that has felt that way. I was talking to a mentor of mine, and I was telling her how I've been feeling. And she said, you know, I've been feeling the same way. And I've heard it from a couple of other people. Um, So I know that this is happening. So now let's forward to me preparing this message. Pastor Ryan messaged my husband and myself. And he asked if one of us could preach today. We said yes, but because my husband is just transitioning into a new job, we didn't know if he was going to be able to preach, but we decided that we would both prepare a word and then one of us was going to preach. I was kind of hoping that he could be here so he could be the one to bring the word. But um, the Lord had other plans. Unfortunately, he's not here. I know he misses being here. He had to work. So early this week, we knew that it would be me, the one who would be bringing the words. Sometimes when I'm studying scripture, God will reveal something to me, and I write it down in my notebook or my Bible. I'll write it down next to my Bible. And um, nine times out of ten, those writings become a preaching. Um, But when I knew that it was going to be me who was going to bring the word, I already knew in my spirit what the Lord wanted me to speak about. And it was not on any of my writings. But I still, okay, God, let me go to my writings, right? Maybe it's in there. I was trying to negotiate with God. But he had already told me that I needed to speak to you guys today about spiritual warfare. Having a conversation with my husband, I told him where the Holy Spirit was leading me. But I told him, honestly, because I like being transparent, I said, babe, I don't know if I want to open that kind of worms. We know that the enemy doesn't like us speaking on these things because he's exposed. To my surprise, my husband said that that's where the Holy Spirit was leading him as well as he was trying to prepare our word. So a couple of days ago, I was having a conversation with Steph, and she quoted something that I wrote. Exactly. Exactly like I wrote it, she quoted it. And that was my confirmation that this was the word from God. And yesterday, I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw your post, Pastor Maritza's post. And she reposted something from 2018. And I smiled because the scriptures that she posted are the scriptures that I'm reading today that are in my message. Just in case I needed a second confirmation. And if that wasn't enough. As I'm worshiping, the Lord used my sister Claudia to give me my third confirmation. So here we are. I know that this comes directly from the Lord. And we're going to be talking about spiritual warfare. But instead of highlighting the attacker of the attacks, I want to highlight the weapons that God has given you to overcome those attacks. You got to get ready because I believe that some of you will not be the same after today's service. I know that the songs were aligned with the word of God because I know that God is going to break some chains this morning. I know that that's what he wants to do. So I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles to 1 Peter 5. 1 Peter 5 verse 8 and 9. And I will be reading out of the NIV version and it will be up there. And the word of God says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. Because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. Pastor Cantu touched on some of the verses that I'm going to touch and he spoke about faith this morning on the Spanish preaching now when I read Ephesians 6 12 and it says for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms let's go ahead and pray Thank you, Father God, for giving me the opportunity to be here this morning. Father, I know, my God, that this word comes directly from you. Father, it is not my words. It is not what I thought I wanted to speak on. It's what you gave me for your people this morning, God. So I ask that you speak through me, that I may just be a vessel, Father, for what you want your people to hear this morning directly from you. Anoint my lip this morning, Father. And I ask that you open everyone's mind and everyone's heart to receive what you had for them. I know that you are going to break chains this morning, Father. Father, I know that lives are going to be transformed, and I stand on that promise this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I have entitled my message uh, this morning, Surrounded. I want you to know that the minute that you decide to give your heart to Jesus, or you come back and recommit your life to the Lord, you have immediately a target on your back. That can seem discouraging to some. And you may be wondering, so are you telling me that I was fine the way I was? That as long as I didn't give my life to the Lord or I didn't want to walk this walk, I was okay? And now that I've decided to follow Jesus, I have a target on my back. Maybe I was better off the way I was. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that before, you were not a threat. In fact, you were making things easy for the enemy. Because you were helping him kill you faster. He didn't have to worry about you. He knew that you were going to take that drink. He knew that you were going to take those pills. He knew that you were going to go to those places. He knew that you were going to open those websites. He knew that you were going to smoke the cigarette. Fill in the blank. He didn't have to worry about you. But now your eyes have been opened. Now you have the Holy Spirit within you. And you have someone that's walking alongside you to defeat him. We need to understand that he's fighting from the defeated side already. He was defeated when Jesus resurrected. And he won victory over death. So the enemy is just trying to kill and destroy as many people as he can on his way out. Because he already knows how it all ends. On the scripture that we just read, it says, Be alert and of sober mind. If you like taking notes, this is my first point. Be alert. A few days ago, I was scrolling through Facebook, and I came across something very upsetting. I came across a table conversation between Willow Smith, her mom, and her grandma, where she was telling them that she was polyamorous, I had never heard that word before. I, m- I know that poly means many, and because I speak fluent Spanish, amores sounded to me like amor, and I was right. I Googled it, and the word means the practice of or desire for intimate relationships with more than one partner, male, female, or both, with the consent of all partners involved. Exactly. Now, when I was reading, this is one of the uh, descriptions, and it says, intimacy and trust are essential to a successful polyamorous relationship. I'm like, trust? <laughs> like, you're all agreeing that you are going to be cheating on each other, but trust is essential for it to be successful? So that left me confused. Well, in that conversation, the grandma was having a hard time wrapping her head around the idea that her granddaughter identifies herself as that, because she is what society now calls old school, and she believes in traditional marriage. Willow was upset because her grandma was close-minded, she said, and she didn't understand that this is a new world. I had to stop watching because I was getting really upset. (laughs) But reality is, church, that that is the world that we're living in. A world where the enemy is infiltrating so many lies to this generation. So much so that they feel that that is just the right way of living. And it is the new world. And if you oppose it, you're either close-minded or they label as you committing a hate crime. Now hear this. California, Colorado, New Jersey, and Illinois are now making it mandatory that schools teach about LGBT community. And I came across this quote. Our youth deserve to see how diverse American history truly is and how they can be a part of it one day too. That's upsetting, to say the least. This week, I was at the store with my daughter, and we're checking out. We were at Walmart, and she comes and shows me a, a, a pack of Skittles. And I want you guys to see the picture. That's how Skittles look right now. They're white. And it says, only when Ravel matters, matter, matters during Pride. And that's right there. You can take it off. on Where all the kids grab candy. That's what they're putting for our kids to see the other day I was doing some Amazon shopping and, <laughs> and I saw and I posted it a Ken doll that was wearing a dress and that's just you know if you want to buy you, a Ken that's wearing a dress it's okay they're making it okay I know everyone's so quiet but that's the world that we live in right now these are the lies our kids are getting fed Pastor Maggie said it when she came for the marriage conference, and I agree with her so much. She said, the persecution of the church is coming through the sexual revolution. And it is. Peter tells us that we need to be alert. Church, if you haven't been alert, it's time for you to open your eyes and be alert and understand that the enemy is out to kill and destroy every single one of us. What are our kids being exposed to? What are they watching? What are they playing? What are they listening to? Not just our kids. What are you watching? What are you listening to? What or who is influencing you? We just read, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the power of darkness. I was reading that we are in constant battle with three things. The world... The flesh and the devil. The world. 1 John 2.16 says, For everything in the world, the lust of flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The flesh. Romans 7.21 says, So I find this law at work, although I want to do good, evil is right there with me for in my inner being I delight in God's law but I see another work law at another law another work law at work in me waging me prisoner of the law of sin at work within me we can't get rid of our flesh we we, we live in it right but we can submit it to God that we can do and the devil who we read is prowling like a roaring lion if you have seen Animal Planet, I'm sure you've seen how animals, um, how lions prowl. I Googled it because I don't like watching Animal Planet. <laughs> Although my husband tells me because he likes watching those documentaries that that is just the way the food chain works. I don't like to see little animals getting, I don't like it. I, my daughter and I are the biggest crybabies when it comes to stuff. We don't see herd puppies, herd animals, hurt nothing. So I don't watch it. When I Googled it, I came, this is what it said. There are two known methods the lions employ to hunt their prey. The first one is by stalking them. The second method, there is no hiding or stalking involved. They go for the big prey and they corner it strategically. So when Peter compares the enemy to a lion, it means that he stalks you, he corners you, and he waits for the perfect time to attack you. He knows our weaknesses. He knows what upsets you. He knows what is going to throw you over. <laughs> he knows how to taste your patience. He knows how to taste your temper. Whatever your weakness was, he's going to dangle it right in front of you more than ever. The enemy is the master of deception. Deception. Deception is like the solicitation that so many people receive from credit card companies, right? A person calls from the bank and tells you, I'm happy to let you know that you qualify for our new visa card. We are happy to tell you that we have raised your limit to $25,000. And it will be our honor to send you your card today. And you will be one of our preferred customers. The conversation might leave a person feeling like, oh, man, like I'm worth $25,000. and My credit is that good. Right, But here's what they won't tell you. They won't tell you that if you simply use a limit and if you take advantage of everything that they're offering, they will own you for the rest of your life. They don't tell you they will charge you 25% interest on everything you purchase. So there are people today who are owned by Satan. He may have told you to just take that one pill, take that one smoke, take that one sniff. What he didn't say is that after he'd owned you. That's what Satan does. He captures us with a thought, then owns us with a thought. Tell your neighbor, stay alert. Stay alert. Point two. Stand firm in your faith. The enemy laughs to attack of the beginning of something. He went after Eve in the beginning. Right? He said, don't you want to be like God? You're going to be able to know good and evil if you just eat of the fruit. He went after Jesus at the beginning of his ministry. After he had fasted for 40 days, what did he tempt him with? Food. So it is important to understand that Peter knew what he was talking about when he tells us, resist him and stand firm in your faith. Because we see in Luke 22, 31 and 32, Jesus told them, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. This event happened right before Peter denied Jesus three times. So when he's telling us to stand firm in our faith, he's speaking from experience. This morning, I want to encourage you to resist and stand firm in your faith. If you are at the beginning of your walk, he will attack if you're about to enter into a new level, he will attack. If you are already deep into your walk and your relationship with, with God, he's still going to attack. It doesn't matter what level you're in. He's always going to attack. Because remember that I told you that he's fighting from the defeated side and he's just trying to take as many as he can with them. Don't turn back because it is not worth it. Stand firm in your faith. Do not turn back. From where you're standing, it is not worth it. All of this is temporary. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. Our citizenship is in heaven, and sometimes we go through life as if this is it. Like, I got to go to work, I got to get the kids, I got to go, and and then, oh, man, but I'm so tired to go to church, man. Pastor, could have been like, I had three little girls last night, they didn't let me sleep. You know what, baby? I'm not going to make it this morning. No, this world is temporary. You are working towards your citizenship, citizenship in heaven. Do not, do not, do not put it in question for anything. It is not worth it. The enemy will do anything and everything to keep you from reaching your full potential in Christ. He can, he's going to do whatever he wants to keep you from your calling, to keep you from making a difference in those around you, to keep you from birthing something new. He's going to try to keep you from breaking generational curses that are going to happen because you are now standing in your faith and now you are serving God. He will use the anxiety to make you fall. He will use the depression to make you fall. He will use our own habits to make you fall. Don't give up. Stand firm in your faith. Some of you are already there. You're already ready to throw in the towel. Pastor Juan was saying that this morning. He quoted the scripture in Luke. And I laughed when he said, no tiren la toalla. Don't throw in the towel. I'm like, man, God. Like, Did he read that I had that in there? Don't throw in the towel. There is a reason why God is telling us to stand firm. And that is because the enemy is out to get you. Stand firm in your faith. Number three, you are not alone. It irks me to hear and to see that that is the biggest lie that the enemy uses. You're all alone. Pastor Marita, you're all alone. Nobody's going to understand what you're going through. Stephanie, you're all alone. Nobody knows what you're going through. And it's not true. (laughs) He loves to whisper that you're all alone, but you are not. Peter says, know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. Now, let me simplify it. The family of believers at Numa is undergoing the same kind of suffering. You are not alone. We are all going through something. Reach out. Don't go through it alone. Don't be embarrassed or ashamed to talk to any of us. And and I need prayer. You know what? I'm struggling with this. I've already left it at the altar 27 times. Well, leave it the 28th time. Do not do it alone. We're here to pray with you, we're here to pray for you. Suit up church and stand firm in your faith. Second Corinthians 10:3 and four says, "For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight, the weapons we fight with, are not the weapons of the world." On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. I mentioned in the beginning that I was going to tell you the weapons that we have access to. Can I call Angel to the keyboard, please? What are our weapons or destruction? The word. The word. The word of God. The word of God. Memorize scripture. How did Jesus defeat the enemy? With the word. Each time the devil tempted him, Jesus replied, What? It is written. Then he came and tempted him one more time, and Jesus said, It is written. Write scripture all over your house if you need to. Write it on sticky notes. Read them out loud. Recite them to your kids. Learn them with your kids, with your husband. Let the enemy know that your house, your family, your spouse is covered by the blood of Jesus. I had someone call me a couple of weeks ago to go pray for her house because where things were happening. I walked into the house with her, and I started praying. I always I carry my little oil with me. And I rubbed it in my hands, and the Holy Spirit said, cover your, yourself first before you go in. And I sat in my car, and I prayed. And I covered myself, and I covered my family. And I, I went in, into her house. I could feel the presence so heavy and so ugly. And I held her hands and I began to pray. And I closed my eyes. And now will Pierce said, open your eyes. Don't pray with your eyes closed. I opened my eyes and I was looking around and I was praying. And I was rebuking and I was rebuking and I was rebuking. And she... Kind of praying and I said, you know what? this is your house. And the Lord gave me a word to give her, but don't let the enemy take advantage of your house. It's your house. It's your house. you pay for it. you live in it. If there's things happening, yes, we'll go pray with you. Yes, we'll go pray for your house. But you gotta let the enemy know where you stand. It's not where Pastor Demaris stands, where Pastor Ryan it's where you stand, that you standing firm in the faith that you are fighting for your house. You prayer. Seek him. Seek him. Pray. If you're in the car, pray. If you're working, pray. If you're if you're taking a shower, pray. It doesn't matter. Keep the line of communication open with him because he will speak to you. The enemy will lie to you and say, he's not talking back. He's not telling you anything. Open the word of God. He does speak to you. The word of God says that it's alive. It's not just, doesn't say that just because it is alive because it reveals things to you when you open it. Open your word, pray, stand firm in your faith. If you have a heavenly language that the Lord has given you, then pray all over your house in your heavenly language. Go go, anoint. Go, go, go lay hands. Go lay hands on everything. A couple of weeks ago, the Lord told me my son was out of town with George and Daniel. And I was cleaning my room. And I'm cleaning. And Missy and I are listening to music. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, go anoint your brother's room and your son's room. I'm like, okay, God. You know, I put my whatever I was doing down and I, I had grabbed my little oil and I go and I start praying for my brother's room for everything, every corner, everything. I go pray for my son's room for every corner, for everything. He, he doesn't even know. He's just finding out that I did that. Um, but when you have contact with the Holy Spirit, He's going to direct your steps. There is no, I don't know where he's taking me. I don't know where he's guiding me because he will direct your steps. He's not going to leave you alone. Number two, community. Plug into a community that is going to empower you in your new walk. And that is going to empower you in your recommitted life to the Lord. Sometimes you need to let go of Friendships. If you need to, let go of them. Listen, God is not going to tell you to let go of a 20-year-old friendship just because if the Lord is telling you, let go of it. Trust me, when the time is right and when you're mature enough, maybe you're going to come back and, you know, minister to that friendship. But for now, if you need to let go of people, you need to let go of people, even if they're family members, because sometimes family members can also be toxic. So if you need to let go, even of family member, let it go, put it at the altar. Let God take care of it. Plug into a community that is going to pray with you, that is going to fight with you, that is going to empower you, that is going to say you can do it, that is going to hit their knees with you, that is going to laugh with you, that is going to cry with you until you're strong enough to be that for someone else. The word says that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never. It doesn't say he'll sometimes leave you. No, he will never leave you nor forsake you. Number three, take advantage of the fact that the Holy Spirit is in you. To overcome the enemy in the power of the Holy Spirit, we must remain resolute in our confidence in God and determine never to accept defeat. A story from the Korean War illustrates this attitude. As enemy forces advance, Baker Company was cut off from the rest of the unit. For several hours, no word was heard. Even though headquarters repeatedly tried to communicate with the missing troops. Finally, faint signal was received. Straining to hear, the corpsman asked, Baker Company, do you read me? This is Baker Company, came the reply. What is your situation? As the corpsman, the enemy is to the east of us. The enemy is to the west of us. The enemy is to the north of us. The enemy is to the south of us. Then after a brief pause, the sergeant from Baker Company said with determination, the enemy is not going to get away from us now. Although surrounded and outnumbered, he was thinking of victory and not defeat. To the east, to the west, to the south, to the north, he was was surrounded, but he was not accepting defeat. There is victory over Satan. There is victory over Satan. I've shared with you guys before that 2021 was a painful growing year for me. The enemy magnified a lot of my insecurities. But I refused to let him win. If he was trying to destroy me that's bad, it was for a reason. I would cry to God with a thousand questions behind it. But he's my father and he's your father. And that's what you do with your dad, isn't it? You go and you cry out to your father and you say, God, I don't know what's going on. Dad, I don't know why this happened. Mom, I don't know why. That's what you do. So you go to your father and you ask him to put all the pieces back together and he will. The enemy highlights our failures and magnifies our mistakes. If we give in and we listen to him, we will fall again. There's no doubt. But what if you let God magnify who you are instead? What if you let him magnify who he called you to be? What if you magnify the potential that you have? What if you magnify the promise that you have over your life? I need you to say with me, I am a son or I am a daughter of God. Say it. I am loved. I am an overcomer. I am a conqueror. I am chosen. I am strong. I am royalty. I am head and not tail. Hey. You may feel surrounded. You may feel cornered. But you are not alone. The great I am is fighting alongside you. Don't lose hope. Don't give up. Don't give up, don't turn back, don't give back into it. And if you happen to do so, and if maybe you just did before you walked into the church, make the determination that it will no longer be that. That's why I know you can stand. That's why I know that the songs were so uh, in the plan of God, because God wants to break some chains this morning. Because he doesn't want you to live the same way you came in today. Those of you who have and are experiencing spiritual attacks. Who need a refreshment. I'm going to ask you to come to the altars. There are chains that need to be broken. Once and for all. Did you hear me? Once and for all. Once and for all, there are chains that need to be broken. Once and for all, you need to stand and say, from this day forward, till today, (laughs) write it down, February 20th, the enemy had no longer any hold over my life, any hold over my husband, any hold over my children, any hold over my ministry, any hold over my calling? I'm standing firm in the promises of God. I am not alone. I am chosen. I am loved. I can't do it. I am more than a conqueror. The Lord goes before me and fight my battles. I will plug into the source. I will plant my roots so deep that the enemy will not be able to uproot me any longer because I'm standing in the rock. Because I'm standing in the rock and in the promises of God this morning. Oh, Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit. I know that i know that i know that this came from you and holy spirit and father god i come before you this morning asking you for everyone that has had the courage to stand in here this morning to stand before you to come to the altars and make the declaration the once and for all those chains will be broken Until this day, from this day forward, everyone that has come to the front is making a declaration that chains are broken. Is making a declaration that they're standing on the firm foundation. Listening. If you'd like some more information on Numa Church, visit us on our website at mynumachurch.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe or share it with your friends on social media and tag us at MyNumaChurch. Thanks again and God bless.